The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I'm a Wall Street alum, top WB CEO, and a LinkedIn top voice. I am here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, Dee. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. Reimagine Inclusion, debunking 13 myths to transform your workplace. Go check it out. It's on Amazon right now. All right. So um, if you have been following the show, you know, Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace. So from me on my perspective as a black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we give you tips that you need on how to survive um, or not just how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are? All right. So Mita Malik, what are we talking about today, my friends? Okay. Drum roll, please. When they don't respect your vacation time, when they Ooh. don't respect your vacation time, D, let's get into it. We're in the summer months in the U.S. I know yep. people are taking vacation, planning vacation. We're also out of a global pandemic, and many people have been saving time and now out and about traveling. And so, yeah. yes, vacation time. Yeah, because outside is open and we're outside. We're outside. We're outside. We're outside. <laughs> Vacationing. Vacation. So, yeah, yeah. So wait, do you have a story? Because, um, well, you know what? Actually, actually. You have a story. I have a story from when. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to go first? No, no, you go first. Surprise us. Okay, go, go. So this was, this was probably one of my last jobs, uh, you know, full-time, full-time jobs. And I remember um, asking for vacation. And for the very first time, it was denied. It was denied. <gasps> Denied. And I, it had never been denied. I and I know this denied is stamp come in my head. Yeah, it was denied. like, no, we're not like this is a blackout window. And um, my is this manager, air travel blackout window. <laughs> it, it was, you know, you know what? My manager, it, there was a shift, I think, in our relationship. And and that was her way of, I think, managing me, con the, the control. It was beginning <laughs> to seep up. Um, and but I also know, uh, you know. And people listening, I'm a woman of faith and that um, I really believe it was God's way of telling me it was time for you to go. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to leave. Yes. East Marshall, making me uncomfortable. Um, that didn't sit well with me having to ask for permission. I, I am a bit of a rebel. Yeah. So anyway, so that denied. was kind of the story. Denied. So I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denied. Vacation. Denied. Like, oh. no, you can't. It's like, no, wait. Wait, you can't. I'm not. I'm not really used to that language and frame. I've been. I have been super blessed and fortunate in my corporate career before I started the company. 
Um, and and so I'd always had really great relationships, even though there was always a low level of of of, of you know stuff there as a as a mm-hmm. black woman in terms of inequities. But for the most part, I had really great mentors, great people, great circle. I was always one of the only. I was one of the only one to look like me, black, female. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's my vacation story. I know you have a juicier story than 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 mine. That's because my, my well, my bottom line was it was really time for me to go. And I left. I left. Yeah. I started the company. It was over 10 years ago. Yeah. So my story is years ago, I had a former manager who didn't want you to put your vacation time on his calendar. So he didn't want to know when you went on vacation. Right. He also had an assistant. So this was all very strange to me. Right. And so what would happen? There's a reason he would want you available 24 seven. Didn't care if you were on vacation because it wasn't on his calendar. And so he would be like, no, I don't need to know when you're going on vacation. I'm like, "Okay, but I'm not going to be reachable. So one time I went to Disney World and my brother, love my brother, planned a whole trip. His kids, my kids, whole family goes down. It's awesome. I am literally there for five days with travel in and out. I cannot tell you the amount of calls I get from this former manager and texts. And I'm like, I'm waiting in line for teacups, waiting in line for teacups. Like, I, like I don't have access. Didn't bring my laptop. Have my like, I cannot get you whatever files you want. And I will never forget, D. After that vacation, the number of times, and I've talked about this on Roundtable Talk before, he would say to me, "Oh, that's right, Mita. We talked about in that meeting when you were on vacation in Disney. Oh, that's right, Mita." We had reviewed that when you were on vacation. Oh, that's right, Mita. This deck is where it needs to be. You didn't coach your team, but I remember you were out that week on vacation. No. So it was a constant, oh, you had taken vacation. Punishment, reminder that I had taken vacation. It reminds me of what you're saying. Managers who, for some reason, are feeling like they are losing control, they need more control, this idea of vacation time and monitoring it is something that they will do. They will use that as a lever. And what's interesting in the marketplace right now is that there's minimum time off required, unlimited, paid time off. I mean, there's so much different language. And even for me, someone who works at a company who provides unlimited time off, I still, based on my career and the experiences I have, I know I can't take unlimited time. I know I have to watch how much time I'm taking, right? Because the standards are different for me. The standards are different for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have so many questions. First of all, why are you answering the fold? Why? Why? This is a self-inflicted wound. Everybody, close your ears right now. I'm gonna, I'm, yep, I'm going to talk to, the. these are the conversations I have with high-level, high-ranking, high-profile women when self-inflicted wound Let's talk about you first before we get to their fail. It's why are you answering the phone? Why are you, why is your phone with you? Okay. I need you. Yes. Yes. Duck and dodge right now. Meet to Malik. Okay. You executive that you are, or even way back then as a professional, I think my first is don't take your phone and don't respond. But we can see that. We'll get more into it at the tips. But that's number number one, because you teach people how and what to think about you. How? Oh, but you know what this, but you know what the new thing is companies are doing and this company was doing it is you don't get a work uh-huh. phone. 
you just get a personal phone and they expensive. <laughs> so I only had a f- one phone. Okay. So oh, I, I see what you're saying. My phone. But so that's, I get it. I, your point is well taken. But here's the thing, D, and I still struggle with this. I don't have the same privilege. And so I always am concerned about, am I taking too much time off? What are people thinking about me? It, it is, okay. and some of it is self-inflicted and some of it also yes. is how it has been received in the workplace. Yes. Yeah. And I have taken like two weeks off the comments. Right. Yep. And I'm not saying yep. everyone does that, but because I've had so many of those experiences in the workplace, mm-hmm. I'm much more hesitant. I can't. I mean, I took for my daughter. I remember at the time they called it maternity leave, not parental leave. Mm-hmm. Wasn't mm-hmm. very generous. I ended up taking six months, portion of it unpaid. People coming back and saying, how is your vacation? Vacation? I was on parental leave. Right. But then that year, because I had been out for six months, I felt like Mm -hmm. I couldn't had to wait, couldn't take vacation. Right. I had to wait till like the following year because of the perception. Yep. And so that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Don't pick up the phone. Right. But you know what? I am going to going to say I totally understand the second piece of that of not having the luxury or feeling feeling like that. Actually, no, it's no. It's it's because I, I identify with that as a as a black woman that that. Yep. So for allies listening, people, leaders listening. And if you don't identify as a person of color or historically underrepresented group, then you, you're probably not understand. You may not be understanding this, but this is the what is considered the emotional tax. It's right. It's yeah. the processing mentally of where we are thinking and thinking and processing um and managing perception and managing um, all of the dynamics that that if you don't identify as we identify, then you wouldn't necessarily understand. So I I, I will I'm going to extend grace, my friend, and say yes. Why are you taking your phone? But I also do understand because I do the same thing even today: guessing, thinking, the you know, processing, and like, okay, how is this going to land? So there's that. Um, but yeah, so. You know, I'm, I'm, this is the kind of um, insight I think that allies need, mm-hmm. need yes. to, to hear like right now in this moment, um, because a lot of conversations that we hear in business around whether it's diversity, equity, and inclusion, people, culture, inclusive culture, trust in the workplace, we're down ground level. All of that conversation is a 30,000 foot view, but we're down at the nuanced. Yes. When a manager say, a, a manager and executive says in a meeting, oh yeah, we talked about that when you were away with your kids in Disney. Like, dude, really? Wait, what? Are you- And more than, not more than one, more than once, not one time. It was consistent. And so what I want to say is currently- my manager, my company, so supportive of me taking time off my team. No one has ever said anything to me about it. But what I want allies to understand is I am still working through that trauma because I have had so many spaces and places where I did take vacation. I can think of at least four companies. I've worked at a lot of places in my career where I feel like when I took time off, it was noted. I was reminded about it. Wow. I was called during vacation to work. And part of that is you will say, absolutely. Well, you made the decision to pick up the phone. My husband says that to me all the time. Why are you picking up the phone? And I think to myself, well, are they going to think less of me? 
am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to be on call? This is a crisis. You know, you you rationalize it. But yeah. you rationalize it and you yeah. should draw boundaries. But then the question is, is there a price? Here's what I want to ask you. Is there a price to pay for setting the boundary? Right. Is there a price to pay because I set a boundary? So I'm on vacation in Disney yeah. with my kids waiting for the teacup and the calls keep coming. Tax calls. And let's say I'm just like, no, I'm on vacation. What's going to happen when I come back to the workplace? Right. What's the yeah. how, how is right? And the relationship with that manager, as you know, we've talked about yeah. it on this podcast before. Yeah had to had yeah. to part ways but that's the other thing is i worry that then people are punished and they are yeah and they are yeah and and even and punished not di- directly but indirectly yes. through um the again i think the relationship right it goes yes yes i think it downgrades there's a downgrading of the relationship there is i love that downgrading downgrading of the relationship right so there's all of the subtle nuances and the things that are indirect um and more relationship um, equity that is somehow right reducing from that person, so they downgrade, and then there's the microaggressive microaggressions, right? So just bringing that up and surfacing, just that's, you know, it's borderline, it's borderline harassment to be quite honest. To call, and let me back up and give the other side of this. Um, so we're advising our clients, you know, no calls and emails after hours anymore. That is canceled. That 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 mm. idea of the high ranking, high profile leader who sends the emails at eleven, that was canceled pre COVID. Pre COVID, mm. that that's over. You are no longer, you know, the leader, and the high level leader, and the empathetic leader, and the you know influencer leader, the highly respected leader. Right. If you are imposing that sort of behavior. I think that was canceled with um, Ariana Huffington even. Like she talked about it years ago, um, just about the... the Yeah, it was canceled. People were still doing it for sure. <laughs> well, and, and she called out like the men, guys, you know, men yes. were doing it. But she, she talked about it from the frame of overwork, right? That yeah. behavior of, you know what it is? It's grinding and hustling is canceled. In fact, I've shared this on LinkedIn. I shared it. By the way, if y'all aren't on LinkedIn, we are. Okay. I shared this on LinkedIn and it was about grinding and hustling um, is okay for a moment, but never for a lifetime. Grind and hustle for a season, but never for a lifetime. You should never be shucking and jiving and grinding and hustling forever. So that Ariana Huffington, um, you know, talked about her working, her intensity, she and so about she will be yeah. one of the ones sending emails. She mm-hmm. was probably the offender, right? In all due respect, Ariana, if you're if you're listening, right? But she was probably the offender. She's sending emails at eleven o'clock at night. She's calling you on vacation. You know what? Let's take it off of Ariana. It's it was due. It was due. It, it was due. It was due. It was due. It was due. Right? Yes. Not Ariana. No, but yeah. she was really vulnerable in sharing. Like she's been very vulnerable. Okay, she which did. Is why she, she did. started. Which is why, like, being overworked and burnout and how she started um, Thrive. But we'll move on right. from that. Yeah. But she, right. But she, right. And she has been talking about sort of the consequences of that. Right. Right. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days. All showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. 
So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product, though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so... We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. So my point is, calling you on vacation follows this, uh, you know, I think the, the foul and the flag on the field of leaders not only calling on vacation, but calling after hours, emailing after hours, emailing and calling on the weekends. And that is the piece that we're calling out for our clients who are even emailing and calling us after hours and when it's unnecessary. So I think this all goes into that calling on vacation. And and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, unless you're, I'm going to pick a field, life and death, you're an ER doctor and something happens and they don't have enough doctors on call that weekend and they call you yeah. off of your vacation. Like it has to be like, think about what happened in the pandemic and how, you know, all the individuals who worked in the front lines in the trenches kept our economy going. That was like life and death in some of those situations. But otherwise what I do is not life and death. Right. Let me just be clear. Like yeah. what I was doing yeah. at the time. No. And so one of the things I wanted to bring up, and this is for leaders And I used to do this. I've run, as you know, D, really big teams. I've run small teams. I've run teams of all all sizes and all around the world. Yeah, Leaders listening in. I know we're at the halfway point of the year. Either if it's for the rest of the year or the beginning of next year, make sure you're looking at the calendar and asking people to proactively input their time off so you can ensure there's coverage, right? So for you know, many people in the U.S. and around the world, December is a really busy travel time. If you are um, of faith and you're celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, there are so many different moments you want to travel with friends and family. And so I always had said, we all deserve time off in December. And so let's make sure there's coverage. And so we would all take time off. But as the leader, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to be available on email or sell or sell if something explodes. Right. And so I would always just have, but making sure that everyone gets the time off so that you're not denying anyone vacation. Yeah. Or if there's yeah. a busy brand planning season or it's end of the quarter, mm-hmm. right? Because what the, I hate this idea of like blackout days. It's like airline travel and your points, like blackout days. You can't take vacation those days. But yeah. I think you have to proactively manage with your team, especially if you have a large team, and talk to your team about when they're taking their time off and make sure it's protected. That's your job as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. To protect the team. And it, and ever, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, finish that piece about to pr- it's your job as a leader to protect protect the team. protect. It's your job as a leader to protect your team members' time. Yep, because it's not always the leader. It could be the leader's peer or the boss's boss who's calling. Right, so you as a leader have to run interference. But here's the other thing: I as a leader have to better role model when I have vacation time, because I'm still guilty of checking my slacks, checking my email, yep. because I'm still working through. What if something happens and I'm not there? How will I be viewed? Yeah. Will they think less of me? Will I be seen as not a high performer? Those are honestly all the things that run through my head. So I am still trying to unpack all of that. When I take time off, I have to lead and show people that I'm taking this time off and I'm not going to be available. Yeah, yeah. This is so rich, I think, for leaders. Um listening in in terms of just how to manage this thing because when you handle this right as a leader it's an upgrade it's points on the board yes absolutely this is points on the board so if you if you handle this right and you protect your people's vacation time again it upgrades you you're never going to be less of a leader for holding up vacation and helping folks to protect right that that's leadership you will lose points. It's yes. a downgrade when you are the leader who folks around. I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, and then and then the second part of, of what's showing up for me is there's something something around dependency um, on folks who are out that amplifies your competency or lack thereof. Let me say that again. There's something about when you are the leader and your dependency on people who are out to the extent that you can't cope without the person. Is this making sense? It then says something about your competency Mm. or right. So so if I am. And actually, somebody on my team got married uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I reached out to her on Slack. So I was guilty. I'm like, hey. And I was like, I knew I knew the dates, but because I'm the opposite, I don't want the dates on my calendar. I really don't. I just remember. I, I don't want to see it on my calendar because I'm managing clarity and overwhelm, but I do respect people's time. I reached out. She eventually reached back. And she said, hey, just a reminder, I'm out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yep, be on your vacation. Get married. That's but you it. also have a team that can help you with that. But I like go back to that manager who was like, I don't want the vacation time on my calendar. I said, you you have a you have a big team and you have an assistant. The assistant can help you manage that. This like true. you said, yeah, saying like, true. that's the difference. Yeah. 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 But do you see how I actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about my dependency it's, on her. And it did it amplify my competency because I really. Again, there was there was maybe a task, a meeting that we together were going to have. And so you right. get where I'm going. It's, well, interesting. It, 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 I go back to the um, the Disney story and the the then ex-boss. And we've talked about this on, on Broad Table Talk before, is that in that situation, I've done this too many times in my career. Me, as a woman of color, made myself indispensable to this boss. Indispensable, Right. And we have to stop being indispensable because I made myself indispensable to the point where they only relied on me for everything. So if he could have called someone else for something, he wasn't going to. He was going to call me oh, because wow. I had just taken on so much at that point. 
so much work that was work that I shouldn't be doing that I took on work yeah. that other people should be doing. I mean, things he could have asked his, his assistant to do. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. So, you know, when you said, um, and you've shared this before about you being, uh, making yourself indispensable. I think about indispensable or respectfully indispensable versus disrespected and indispensable. And here's what I mean by that. It's when you are the one of a few and you're the gem and you're indispensable, but the team or the leader doesn't respect or yes. uphold, right? They suppress. And so that's a, in a disrespectful or disregard, maybe disrespectful might be a little harsh, but disregard versus you need to are indispensable, but we are going to respect that you as a leader, Absolutely. we amplify, we acknowledge, we hold you in high regard. And that, do, do you know what I mean? It doesn't always happen like that, particularly for, for people, for women of color. And let me just say yep. for black women and what I'm hearing from your story, you were indispensable, but not always in a way that you were then held all the way yep. up. Absolutely. Credit, knowledge, promoted, nope. paid, nope. Nope. and compensated. Nope. Okay, there you go. Say so, Frank. There you go. Say there you it. go. There it is. You wrapped it in a bow. That's it. Indispensable and disrespected. That's what it was. I know many, many of our listeners can identify with that experience. And so we would give to allies just just the the nugget that we tease out yes. of here. Just for the folks who are indispensable, it's okay. Yep, let's identify them, but let's also make sure that they are respected, regarded, held in high regard, paid, compensated, acknowledged, platformed. That all needs to go with and all of the yes, yes. And guess what? If they're indispensable to you, give them the protected time off. They need time to rest and recharge, right? Because if you don't do that, they're going to leave. They're going to move on, right? They're going to move right. on. So, you know, that's the thing. You have to, have to give people time to rest, reconnect, recharge, whatever it is they do and need to do on their time off away from work, completely disconnected from work. Yeah. By the way, this week, I mean, or no, what's coming up soon, talking about vacation, vacation time in the season Companies now are are guarding and protecting vacation time with week of rest. And so my company, yes. we have a week of rest. We follow our corporate um, clients. The Fortune 500s are adopting that, particularly tech um, professional services. I mean, services. Hub, HubSpot, LinkedIn. Thank you, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, for, for having us part of your podcast network. But we know LinkedIn has a, has weeks of rest. My friend Katie, who's a CHRO at HubSpot. I mean, there's so many companies doing this like week yep. of rest now. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And at Carta, where I currently work, we have for July, you can work from anywhere because our founder wanted to create a company that he had wished he had had growing up, which is like you can work from anywhere and travel in July. And so I think there's so much more flexibility and rest that companies are building in. And so I hope that that's actually a really great solution. We should move to the tips because that's going to be a tip, a week of reset and recharge. All right, we're now going to go to the tips and also make sure you go on over to browntabletalkpodcast.com. Um, but let's start with number one and two. Mita, what do you have for the takeaways? I think number one, D, we talked about it throughout this episode, is protect your team's time. If somebody is indispensable, 
they are a high performer, however you're developing and coaching them, they need to have the time to rest. And number two, something I'm working on as a leader is you need to protect your own time off and disengage and role model and not be working when you're supposed to be off. D, take us home with three. All right. And number three, um, how about time, dedicated time to reset? So a week of rest is now a thing. And at Diverse and Engage, we are modeling it. Um, We've also taken that away from LinkedIn. And so we encourage you as tip number three, take a week of rest. All right, Mita. Thank you so much for being part of our community. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our conversation today, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Go ahead and subscribe and give us a review. And we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.roundtabletalkpodcast.com.